This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. This is Mepka Flesby and you're watching the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 205 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. Arr, and I'm your co-host, Dana. Are you ready to talk about Gasparilla? I am indeed. I don't know why I had an accent. and <laughs> I, It just is terrible. <laughs> A- anytime we start with accents, it just goes downhill. That's so wrong. I'm sorry. You were way, I should have just not done it at all. We're going to have to do a, a super cut of all of our attempts at terrible. accents over the years. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. To pirates everywhere. To everybody. I think, I think we're safe. Okay. <laughs> How's everybody doing? It's episode 205. We are talking, of course, the Gasparilla Distance Classic this week back in my hometown of Tampa, Florida. Yes, and we revisit this race weekend that's back in full force for several reasons, one of which is to do a distance we have never done before. Yes, this was our very first. And we also got to see some pretty awesome people. We did. During the whole entire race weekend. And I was also really curious to see how everything was going to come back together mm. in terms of the event, the the expo, the packet pickup, all that stuff. And uh, we're going to be able to, to tell you guys all about that on this week's episode. For sure. 100%. 100%. And there's more. There of is course, more. Of course, there's new food and beverage in Tampa to be had. We haven't found it all, even though that's your hometown. No, they, they keep opening new places. How inconsiderate of them. What? <laughs> I no. would say how helpful. And awesome. And this place that we are going to be featuring on this week's episode has some very strong Spanish influence in the food. And it is a chef-driven, I believe chef-owned, chain and people are going to be able to not necessarily just have to go to Tampa to get their fill of food from this wonderful place we're going to be talking about on the show. Booyah! She's not just making an exclamation, folks. That's the name of the restaurant. When you look at it, it's not spelled like that, but that's how it's pronounced. Spelled Bulla, B-U-L-L-A. And so I tried not to do an accent, but just to pronounce it correctly. I think you did it. Okay. <laughs> We had a fantastic experience. Thank you to the entire team, the entire service staff. From the hostess to the server, bartender, manager. Food runners. Everybody was amazing. Oh, 
And we're going to be talking all about that on this week's episode for both food and beverage. Top notch in both categories. But first, I believe you've got some shout outs for us. We do have shout outs. Yes, I have scoured the social media as much as possible for them. And the first I have is for patron of the show and long time supporter, just an awesome all around human being. Congratulations to Jennifer Hall. And on Instagram, it's at it's me, FSJ, fun size Jen, on her rock and roll DC half and to not only to Jennifer Hall, but also Donna Quackenbush. Thank you all so much for volunteering during that race weekend. Yeah, we need, we've only volunteered at one local race. We need to do more of that, I think. We've it, talked about that in coffee a, chats, how we need to do that. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. And uh, I think it'd be cool to do a big race like rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Any of the rock and roll races. Yeah, we see it like uh, Kelly, our marathoner from Donna, has volunteered at race weekends. We've seen countless members of the Runcation Nation volunteer at race weekends. We need to step it up. Indeed. We also want to say congratulations to Emily O'Keefe, also known as at EcoFit13 on Instagram, on her PR at the Savin Half Marathon. Shiny new PR. Feels so good. Doesn't it? Yeah. And James Miller at James Miller Loves Trail Runs. Congratulations on running the live Bakersfield uh, Marathon. I don't know. As of this recording... We saw his night before, like, flat me, and we haven't gotten any updates, so we know that he was planning on running it, and this is just to say congratulations on your impending completion. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean. Exactly. And last but not least, Jennifer Fink, who's at Fink4280, and her family did a bubble run 5K, and it was the first run for her son tanner as well congrats how awesome is that yay if you want a shout out for yourself for someone else you feel like someone in your life needs to be celebrated for a running accomplishment some kind of major feat let us know email us at info at runeatdrink.net that's info at runeatdrink.net or call us and leave a message at 941 677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Let us make you Runcation Nation famous. Mm. Let's talk running. Let's. I am a huge fan of this race, and and I have mixed feelings because it's always in conflict with the Disney princess weekend. Which we've never done. Which we've never done because we always opt for Gasparilla. It's true. But Gasparilla is a fantastic race event put on by Publix. Oh, yeah. And this is officially known as the Gasparilla Distance Classic. It consists of, let me make sure I got this right, an 8K, a half marathon, and a 5K? I'm going to the website to confirm. To the web. To the cloud. (laughs) This race weekend. 15K, 5K, half marathon, 
8K. And then there are challenge events that incorporate all of those. The Michelob Ultra Challenge, the Michelob Ultra Pure Gold Challenge, the Stella Solstice Challenge, the Bud Light Seltzer Challenge, the Berg to Beach to Bayshore Challenge. Wow. And that's the end of the list. That's a lot of challenges, though. Uh Uh-huh. So that's combinations of those distances. Mm Mm-hmm. So... You got a lot of options at that race event. They host it in and around downtown Tampa where you've got the tall skyscrapers. You've got the... The The skyline is just great. Yeah. And of course, that leads you... You go right outside of downtown and onto Bayshore Boulevard. We've talked about being able to run along Bayshore in previous years when we've done this race. But this race was on hold due to the pandemic. And last year, the way that they did it was basically that instead of doing a managed race, they basically allow, they shut the street down and they allowed people to run it on their own. Yeah. So it was like a, not a virtual exactly, but sort of, yeah, like a hybrid type of event, but this was right. Okay. But this was the first year it was back fully back and we wanted to be a part of it. Mm, so happy it's back. Much like years past, they had their expo and packet pickup at the Tampa Convention Center, which is in downtown. It's on the cusp of the downtown business district and also mm. heading over to Harbor Island. Yeah. It's a huge facility. And if you're heading to downtown, parking is pretty readily available. You can park in municipal parking decks. You can park there at the convention center if you want to. We happened to be staying at a hotel downtown, and for us, it was walking distance. Yeah, I want to say just a couple of blocks, huh? Really, very really? very close. Seemed very short. Yeah, we, we were staying at the Hilton in downtown Tampa. When you walk outside, you turn left, you look, and you can see the, the convention center a couple of blocks down. Perfect. And it, it didn't seem... I, I thought it was a, a very pleasant distance, not too much for us to, to walk and get there. Not at all. So there are some hotels in the area that will put you close to the convention center. Oh, yeah. And I would say that is a great thing. Yeah, there's just off the top of my head, I know that there's a a Hampton Inn, a Home Two Suites, the Hilton, and a, I believe a Sheraton right there within probably within just a few blocks. Yeah. You also have some smaller privately owned sure. hotels as well that mm-hmm. are down there. And of course, ample hotels all throughout Tampa, if mm-hmm. you don't mind a little bit of a drive. And I imagine you have some Airbnb options oh, yeah. to look into too. Absolutely. So it's a big city with lots of options to get you near to the expo and to the start line. But I would encourage people, if you're considering this race, try to get a hotel that's a little closer to downtown. It puts you in the heart of everything. Mm. Uber and Lyft service is oh, yeah. prevalent all over the the mm. city and especially in the downtown area. It also puts you close to things like the channel side area for mm-hmm. nighttime entertainment. It also puts you close to Ebor city for nighttime entertainment and dining. So if you're thinking about doing this race, that's a tip pro tip. So we walked over to get our, do our packet pickup the day before and they, they still had some rules in place in order to go in for packet pickup. Mm-hmm. You had to show proof of vaccination or negative COVID test. Yes. And then they would give you, it, it's not a wristband. Like you see wristbands for like those ones that snap on that are medical. Her. 
like kind of paper, maybe plastic, that kind of situation. Not like that, like a ribbon. It was almost like a ribbon. Yes, it was cloth. <laughs> and it had this one-way little plastic bead where the two to ends fed through. Yeah, To tighten it, and you could only tight, tighten it. You couldn't loosen you it. You couldn't loosen it. So you had to be sure it was going to be comfortable because you had to wear it the entirety of the weekend. Right. For right. access to your star corral. It was not only access to the expo, it was also corral access. Yeah. So that's the very first thing we had to do in the expo area. But that took two minutes. They were super friendly. And it seemed like they had a lot of different stations set up. Yeah, they had at least four or six stations for So for we didn't even have to that. wait in a line, actually. No, we didn't. Not at As all. As I recall, it wasn't. It was just like walking up and ba-boom. Yeah. You go right in the front, do that. Then it was upstairs to the expo. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the expo? We've seen it more crowded. We have seen it with more vendors. Yes, but that said, it seemed like it was coming back. Yes. To full glory, I'll say. That's a good way to put it. It was not as big as previous years. Right. They didn't have quite the pomp and circumstance or yes. the big flashy booths. They've had flashier booths in the past. They had some cars on display that you were they did have some very nice jeeps on display <laughs> but i don't i don't recall seeing the tampa bay buccaneers there with the buccaneers cheerleaders doing the throw a spiral and win a prize that type of thing they didn't have yeah. that that said they had plenty of vendors for mm-hmm. race equipment nutrition shoes whatever you might sunglasses need. and you could even get photos with vips you could they had their mascot walking around oh yeah their their uh, parrot mascot which is adorable oh so so cute we got photos with the mascot so cute and the one thing i'm disappointed that we missed we just couldn't get up to tampa quickly enough to see fitz kohler give her book talk i know And that just ended up being, we couldn't get off work in time. Yeah. We just couldn't get up there physically in time to do it. She did it on Friday. And Fitz is part of the announcing team. You had team noisy there in full force. It was both Fitz and Rudy Novotny Mm -hmm. doing the race announcing both days. Fantastic. So we didn't get to see her book talk, unfortunately. But we got to be a part of the race weekend where they were announcing and they did us so we're, we're just sad we missed her book talk. Indeed. But there was another VIP that you got to see as well. Yes. In the past, this is a very, this race weekend is very near and dear to my heart because Howie Management has worked with me in the past twice, not once, but twice to make time for Meb Kofleski to talk with us on the Runny Drink Podcast. He's kind of a big deal. Oh, silver medalist in the marathon distance in 2004 in Athens. Winner in 2009 of the New York City Marathon. And Boston winner 
in 2014, the year it came back after the, the, the tragic bombings. Yeah. He's a citizen of the world. He is an American hero and example in life, not just in running. And it's amazing to have him at this race weekend each year. I love that. And he had a booth. He did. He had a booth. He was signing books and bibs and hats and things and getting, uh, taking photographs with people. We're getting photographs. We may have gotten a photo. We did. We may have had him sign our race hat. It may now be permanently part of our set. And if you paid attention to our social media there at the end of February, then you know what happened. So follow us at Runny Drink Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Runny Drink Pod on Twitter. Absolutely. Runny Drink Podcast on TikTok. All the things so All that you can the socials. see. Yeah, so that you can see what what's happening as the race weekend happens. Yeah. So I would say even though it was a rebuilding year mm-hmm. for the race post pandemic, I think that the expo was very well done. The oh, space yeah. is great. Honestly, I love, I've always loved the Tampa convention center going back to my days in our days in high school doing um, yes. speech and debate and thespians. They used to hold events there. The space is fantastic that it's really big. Yeah. You have plenty of room. Nostalgic they, for us. It is. And I would expect it to not be quite as huge as it had been in previous years. And that that's to be, that's to be expected. But I think that Coming next year, slowly. I think next year it'll be back to normal, mm-hmm. completely well, back hope, to normal. I hope so. I would be shocked if it's I not. I really do hope so. Because it was pretty yeah. close even this time. Yeah. So that's the expo. Got done with that. Yeah. Bib pickup was really painless. They had the shirt pickup and the bib pickup all along the edges of the convention center as part of the expo. So it, w- it was uh, very well executed. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So let's talk about race day, the actual Ah, event itself. So it's different for us, this 8K distance, which is just short of five miles and a later start time for us. That was unusual. Yeah. And I'm I'm of two minds about that. I like being able to sleep a little later. Sure. It's not a Disney wake up. However, that later start, even though this race took place in February and February in Tampa is a flip of a coin when it comes to weather. Entirely true. It it can be very warm or or it can be rather chilly. Mm -hmm. It just depends. And we know from past experience and I know from living there and being in that area all the time Mm. growing up, there's not really a lick of shade on race course. No, and the 8K is a shorter distance, so it wasn't going to go as early, and it wasn't going to go into the Davis Island area where we might have seen some shades through some local neighborhoods. Yeah. So what did you think about the late start? I think it has pros and cons just like you. It was very warm. So I like to start earlier. The 8K distance was not as daunting to me 
in my mind. Psychologically, I think it's different for me. And I don't know if anybody else gets this. Has the what I mean by gets this is has this mentally you have a routine, you have mantras, you have a physical routine as well. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty extensive for longer distances to make sure that you're ready. Hydration and stretching or uh, you have a routine. And mentally, you steal yourself for a longer distance. This felt a little bit less daunting to me as far as pre-race goes. Than a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And I don't know if that's true for everybody, but it just felt like, yeah, I'm not as intimidated or concerned about the distance we had just put in a half marathon at Donna earlier in the month. So I felt like our training was on track and wasn't really feeling any specific serious uh, aches or pains. So that's, those were my thoughts pre-race. The later time, just super warm. So I think the tip is make sure that you hydrate, even though it's a shorter distance. Yeah. uh, Good call. Mm. Now the race itself starts uh, start line area. They tell you to be down near the intersection of Platte street and Bayshore, which is right across from Tampa general hospital. It's where the finish line normal start finish. Well, it's where the finish line normally for the half. Correct. And we were able to walk there from our hotel. Again, we had a, a very short walk, probably 15 minutes. Total, Yeah, maybe if that. And we headed down and we ended up talking to some runners Mm -hmm. when we got there and just checking out the area. Like they have the post-race party area already set up. Mm -hmm. And by the time we were arriving, the half had already started. Yes. So that's, tell tell people about that. Yeah. Tell people a little bit about how they do this. They start in the dark and they start on a bridge. You probably know the name of the street where the bridge is that more than I do. And it's like a great, we've had it back in the day when we were a video podcast in this feed. You can still go back and you can see video of us starting on this bridge and taking off to Davis Island. Some of the neighborhood people come out a little bit. You get to see a beautiful sunrise and some ships. Coast Guard, I believe. It was out there the last time that we ran the half that we saw. I'm not sure. Probably. If, if I remember in the pictures. But, and, and there's some musical acts out there. It is maybe a good four miles on the course. I think half. so. And, and then you head back over that overpass into Bayshore to continue all along the flatness of Bayshore. Make a turnaround. Turnaround at Gandy. At Gandy. And then come to the finish of the half marathon. Which is where our our start area was this time. Mm -hmm. So while we're out doing the 8K, or we're starting the 8K, half marathon participants are coming back. Way earlier than we arrived, Marco Cicetto was there setting records. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. We didn't get a photo with him because he was just too fast. No, he was probably already on his way back to Orlando by the time we got down there to start. For sure. Super fast. Yeah. But we were able to get into that 8K start corral. It was right alongside of the finish for the half so we could cheer some people on while we were waiting for our start. 
which was very nice. It was. I, I enjoyed that very much. They did have porta potties set up before the corral, which was good. And then we found one outside of the corral, like further down towards the actual start line. But I don't think it was really intended to be used before the race uh, started. But we did anyway. <laughs> so we hopped out and and were able to do our last minute porta potty stop. It's good for a bio break. And then while we were there hanging out, we got to hear Fitz Kohler and Rudy Novotny announcing. Yes. And getting the getting everybody charged up and ready to go. I like that they started our race. I like that they were in costume. Oh yeah. They were ready. They were in full pirate garb. Rudy, actually both of them did like really like over the top pirate costumes. Awesome. On the first day. On the first day. Yes. They learned real quick. that our day, Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) That that got warm. Yeah. So Rudy went with what he called pirate the second day. Well, you can never tell. So I think that. The, the ability to pare down to cool off in the warmer weather was very smart. Yes. Especially if you're going to be out there for that length of time and you got to oh, rely yeah. on your voice and mm-hmm. keep your energy up. Yeah. But they were great. And you know, as we're coming across <sighs> the start line ourselves. We heard Fitz. Yeah, they shouted us out. Yes. And it was fantastic. What a great feeling to start the race off right. Now, the course itself, because we don't do... Davis Island. Right. At all. There's no bridge. Just a straight shot. It is straight, paved, totally traffic controlled. Oh, yeah. Which I loved. And they did a great job of. And I thought the on-course support was pretty good. Oh, yes. There was hydration all along. You were never wanting. There were also those stations where there were the the sprayers. They had misting stations out misting there, yes. Misting stations, yes. Which that in that weather was very welcome. Mm-hmm. I like that. It was very humid. Well, yeah, you're running right along Bayshore Boulevard. You're a stone's throw, literally, from Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and it it is rather damp yeah. <laughs> all so, the time. And there were DJs, and there were cheer squads all along, and. Even though it wasn't a Disney weekend, we got to see some of your favorites. Yes, we had the Tampa chapter of the 501st Legion, the Star Wars fan charity group, oh. out doing photo ops yes. with the runners. Mm-hmm. And it was great to see amazing Star Wars costumes. I really detailed and just really well done and it was just a nice oh we get to do a character stop yes <laughs> you didn't you, i wouldn't think unless there were pirates or the parrot somewhere along the way i wouldn't think that we would do a character stop so it was very cool yeah i thought so too and we also got to meet up with a listener to the show yes it's your turn lee on instagram lee was was rock running yeah, 25 pounds, I think, is what she said I, is she that had. what she said? I hope we're right. But with her daughter. Amazing. Yeah. It was so great to see them, and we stayed with them for a little bit, and then when we got to a water stop, they they were cooking. Yeah. So they just went on, 
and did their race, but it was so great to finally meet her in person. And she, she spotted us and we felt so honored that she actually came over and said hi. So anytime we get an opportunity to meet up or run with somebody from the Runcation Nation, we love it. So we grabbed some photos, got some mm-hmm. miles in and, and just kept on going. Yeah. So as and that was on the that was on the way back. Mm-hmm. So after the turnaround, after the turnaround, after halfway, and then as we were coming across the finish line, who are we greeted by? Fitz Kohler. She's down, not up on a platform. She's down there at you know at ground level. Yeah, shouting at, people at, in, as she says in her book. Point awarded to Fitz Kohler <laughs> because she came. From the platform, she was down in the mix, and then she came through the the gate, the barrier gate, and helped us cross the finish line strong. Absolutely, I that was, was so much fun, so excited. I think that is our first time crossing with the race announcer. Yes, it's a first. She gave us a first. Yes, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. It was so good. So the. The after race experience, the foot, the the marathon photo people were there to capture that, and also us with our medals. And there were people there waiting with water and those soaked cooling towels. Yeah, and they do a nice job. You have they they keep the streets blocked off beyond the finish line, over the Platte Street Bridge, heading really towards what would be the back to the convention center. Yeah. And they've got, you know, your your snack stations and water and, like you said, the cooling towels and all that. And you have the opportunity to kind of walk it off and mm-hmm. take some photos yourself as well as photographers walking around. Bananas. And we had another character stop there with some pirates on the top of the bridge. Oh, we did. That was so great. So. I enjoyed. Th- and that was actually something you would expect that the that some People in pirate garb would be out on the course, but they were at the finish. They were at the finish. It was great. So we got a chance to do that. And that was all before we went to the after party. I know. And before we go to the after party, I would just like to say the medal for the 8K and and the shirt for the 8K, I really enjoy that uh, the the color blue they had that kind of went with the parrot theme. And it's a, it's a smaller medal than the half that we've gotten in the past. It is. It's a different medal, too. Normally, mm-hmm. the half marathon medal is a, is a skull and crossbones with, a, with an articulated jaw. Mm-hmm. This one is different. This is a smaller, like you said, smaller, and it features the parrot. Yes, which I so enjoy. Or should, we keep saying parrot. It's probably more accurate to call it a blue and gold macaw. Only you. I know. Only you. I know. Big nerd. Anyway. <laughs> but they did a great job. It's probably job. not only you. It's probably some of our listeners, too. But they did a great job with this metal here. I even know. It is, you know, completely engraved and they and lots of color in the metal. It's got the downtown Tampa skyline. It's got the mascot. It's got the, the race, race distance. distance and Publix Gasparilla, you know, and a big banner. The back is also engraved. 8K finisher at Publix and the date and the location, Tampa, Florida. Color and, and the ribbon is color match. Yeah, color match to the ribbon. And I. that's it's, a nice little medal. It's beautiful. 
and it's certainly not the smallest medal we've ever earned. I love it. I did have a little bit of FOMO for that. Me, you too. For that half marathon. That half marathon. That half marathon medal is absolutely one of my favorites that we we've ever earned. I feel like we should go back and get it next year. Oh, okay. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't. I just because I'm missing it. I know. I well, you know me. I'm bling driven. Well, yeah, that's exactly why I said I so. think we should go back and get it next year. And we want to go back next year when Rudy and Fitz are there announcing. Exactly. But we met up with her at the after party. We did. And I love the after party area. They set up a fenced off area in the grass over by the Tampa River Walk at the foot of the Platte Street Bridge. And it is, they had a music stage set up, food trucks. They had tents for beer. Mm -hmm. And they had... What that water they, station? They had a dedicated. I've never seen this. It's like like a food truck with an automated water dispensers built into the side, and you could hydrate all you want. Yeah, which was wonderful. I love that they do that. And I don't remember if it was Crystal River Water or Zephyr, Zephyr Hills. Hills. Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills. It was really cool to see that. Yeah. Um, but they also had you know you you got you had ample opportunities to get an adult beverage and some food mm-hmm. while you were there. And while we were walking around, we ran into another friend of the show. Tim Shackton. He is from Eulalie. We've had him on the show. He is in charge of the amazing beer. He is the beer master. All that great beer that they brew? At Eulalie. He does it. Spring Brewery. Oh, and it, it was so great to see him. So great to get a photo with him and ask him what's going on at you lately. He was, he's always so sweet to us and recognizes us and says, Hey, uh, when you're ready for it, give me a call. Tell me you're coming and we'll have beer together at you lately, which I love. He's so passionate about it. And if you are in the Tampa area, it is 100% a brewery and a restaurant that you should visit on the Riverwalk. Yeah. And if you're curious about it, check it out. We have a couple of previous episodes where we talk about it. And an interview with him. And in, an in-depth interview with mm-hmm. him. And that one's a video interview. Video interview with samplings of their beer and the backstory. And it just, I, I love hearing his passion. Yeah. It comes through in in the interview and it comes through in the product. Mm-hmm. So Wedding beers are favorite. And then we we topped off our our experience in the in the post race party area with a, another photo with Fitz. It was great, and we could have you know sauntered over to the place by the stage where it said PR since it was our first aid gay. We could have, well, there wasn't a lot of sauntering going on. It was crowded. Yeah, everybody so, was having fun, and yeah, everybody we, was hanging out, just grabbing some some grass and sitting down and it was it it was crowded it was fun but it was crowded yes but we did it and i felt like maybe the 8k there what that was our first foray and yes technically that's a pr but it gave us a nice measuring stick to see what we could do the next time that we do an 8k which we scheduled one and and did we'll be talking about it on a later episode yeah so great race all in all what do you think of the 8K distance? I know you, you said that like it's the, less stressful. You like the 10K best. Well, 10K is, is you know, it's a little further. 
Is but, that still true is my question to you? <sighs> or have you found a new favorite? I don't know. And I only say that because this was a later start. So I, this one, even though it was you know almost two miles shorter, mm. seemed a little more, not, not more difficult, but a little less pleasant only because of the heat and the sun. So maybe if I had one that I could compare apples to apples, like an early morning start, 8K. Oh, yeah, because you can't control the weather. So to no. ding it, be, to ding the distance or the race weekend for the weather, you can't. Oh, I'm not dinging the, the race weekend at all. I'm just talking about the distance to run. I know. It I was know. it was fun. I, I liked it. And, you know, 8K or 10K, either way, I'm, I'm, I'm down for those. I would agree with you. I like those distances. It's not as daunting in my mind like I've talked about. The race weekend was a fantastic one. I think you are right. I... To, to measure two different AKs at the same start time with... Roughly the same start time. This one was... Yeah. We started at, what, 9.30? Yeah. So that was a late start. Yeah. Their first their first round or wave of people took off about 9.15. Okay. And then we ended up about 9.30, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah. So all in all... I enjoyed the distance. I enjoyed the weekend. It was put together amazingly well. The weather was a little bit warm, so you have to stay hydrated. I would do it again. I think the 10K is a great distance, but so is AK. 100%. But since we're in Tampa, Mm. when you go to a place like Tampa, which has such a rich culture and rich history and amazing food and beverage, You've got to get your eat and drink on when you're in Tampa and take advantage of that. You really do. And we are going to be talking about a place that is new to us. It's fairly on the the Tampa culinary scene, and I'm so glad that they are now part of it in the Soho district of Tampa, South Howard Avenue. Yes. And it's... 10 minutes from our hotel by by Uber or Lyft. So Mm -hmm. it was a very easy time getting there and back and this place is called booyah gastro bar it was beautiful it was busy it has a rooftop bar that place is prime location prime real estate in a in a happening area and they're part of that culinary scene and Mm -hmm. they're doing a lot of things really really well make a reservation 100%. 100%. You want to start talking about some food? Let's. Okay, but before we do that, I want to say a special thank you to all of our patrons for supporting our show. You guys have enabled us to improve our equipment and make the show even better as we head in to our fifth anniversary in just a couple of short months. Unbelievable that it's the fifth anniversary of our show. I know, right? If you are one of our patrons, thank you. If not, and you want bonus content, like some of the food and beverage that didn't make it into a show episode, you want some behind-the-scenes footage of some outtakes of Amy and her facial expressions that should be (laughs) emojis, whatever, check out patreon.com slash runnydrinkpodcast or tap the button right at the top of the Podbean app if you listen to us on Podbean. We now have six levels of patronage available, uh, fan founder and insider, plus accomplish, explore, and indulge. Choose the one that's right for you. Help support the show. We cannot thank you enough if you're going to uh, join us 
as one of our patrons of the show. The show is always going to be free, but if you want even more, come join us. Check out the different levels. Become a patron today. As always, thank you to everyone who supports our show, The Runny Drink Podcast. Now, we're going to talk about food, and we were smart. We brought recording equipment with us. We did. It was a busy environment. It was, but I... I love it when we're able to get these instant takes on the food. Mm-hmm. Here is the outstanding food we had at Booyah Gastro Bar in Tampa, Florida. Hey, Runcation Nation. It is Dana and Amy from the Runny Drink Podcast at runnydrink.net, and we are coming to you live from the 2022 Gasparilla Half Marathon Weekend. Hey, I'm just looking at an amazing plate, well, table, an amazing table of tapas. Uh, say that five times fast. Amazing we're having a table of tapas. We're having a table of tapas in Tampa. Yeah. Ooh, it's a tongue twister. Right? Yes. A table and of tapas in Tampa at Booyah. Booyah, spelled Bula, B-U-L-L-A. Booyah Gastro Bar in Tampa in Soho, the yeah. South Howard Avenue neighborhood of Tampa, which has seen a, a renaissance in the last 20 years. For sure. And this place is happening. It's packed. Super busy on a Friday night. It smells wonderful. It's a Spanish influence, like Spain Spanish influence. Yes. Tapas and small plates and bar. And we've got a series of, of small plates that we're having now while we wait on our traditional mixto or mixed paella, which is Cien Land. So what do we start with, Amy? What well, do we have here? We have a Caesar salad, but it's not just your ordinary Caesar salad. It is kale and manchego. Oh. Yeah. In addition to the cheese and the and the and the croutons, that that is the Spanish influence. Very nice. I believe he also mentioned that in in the dressing of this Caesar salad, they use serrano ham mm-hmm. as the as that savory umami component. I don't know if that's instead of or in addition to anchovies, but. I'm super excited to find out. Serrano Caesar dressing manchego croutons. Okay. Let's taste this. Okay. I like I like kale actually as a salad as long as it's it's cut up nicely and they they did do a nice it's job a beautiful here. Job. Oh my. It's a completely different texture from a romaine based Caesar. Yes. Uh, it's got more more chew, mm-hmm. less crunch. Mm-hmm. And it's very hearty for a salad. Yeah, that's a hearty lettuce. And the dressing is very tangy. Dressing is very tangy, but it does have that umami meatiness that you normally in a regular Caesar you get from anchovy. I wouldn't be able to necessarily tell you immediately it's ham, but this is really good. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm. That's fantastic. Well, and the croutons are very crisp. They are, but they're not they're not like the super hard box croutons that you get. This is more akin to almost a 
almost a, a Cuban bread. Yeah. In its consistency. It's like, it's a harder one. So that was our first dish. We got two more. Well, we also have the oh, I chorizo stuffed date. Medjool dates, house-made chorizo manchego wrapped in bacon, and then arugula salad. You have a little arugula salad on the side. The dates look great. They're it's like a mustard sauce on the side. Okay. Like a, I don't know. The, these resemble like a little, like a little cocktail wiener almost, <laughs> in terms of their size and their That's appearance. True. They're nice and hefty when you pick them up. Wow. Super smoky from the bacon and chorizo. There's something so right about stuffed dates. You know, so many places do cheese stuffed dates. This is a combination of cheese and manchego, or or manchego cheese and and that chorizo, mm -hmm. and you get that pork on pork. Kind of thing. Nothing here is so spicy that it blow your doors off, but that that salty and sweet yeah. combo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The mustard sauce is good. Mm -hmm. It's like a very loose mayonnaise -y kind of Dijon kind of thing. It's not so thick. Yeah. Yeah, it's very loose. I don't know that I don't know that I particularly would use that with the date. I think the dates are great on their own. It may not need it. I don't but think it, it does. offers kind of a a sour component, a, like an acidic component to cut through if somebody is overwhelmed with smokiness and, and the fattiness of both the chorizo and the bacon. True. Yeah. Very true. And then the third we had this one. I think people are gonna are gonna flip out uh, when they see this. The grilled octopus corn puree salsa criolla, criolla, uh -huh. and cracked pepper. I don't know. I may be butchering the name of it. Okay, well, we got a uh, uh, nice, beautiful tentacle. The salsa criolla is, is a green, very verdant, very fresh. This is... Delicious. Very, like, parsley and lime and onion. Taste that corn puree. Okay. The corn puree is... It's, it's creamier than grits. It's sweeter than grits. I expected it from the look of it to have the texture of grits, but it does not. But the corn flavor, is it's like buttery summer corn. Y yes. That's a great way to describe it. And the tentacle is, this is beautiful. I have no idea. Yep. Just slice it just like that. It's not like something you eat every day. Tell us. You, you got the first taste of it. I did. Okay. They're, the char is immediately noticeable. You're going to love it. The, they did a nice job on this. They cooked it thoroughly so that you get nice chew. And if you undercook octopus, you can sometimes get uh, like mushy on the inside. But that char from the grill immediately comes through. So you get this nice sweetness from the corn, the char, and that little taste of the sea. Octopus, if you've never had it. I don't, it's hard to describe. Texturally, it's, it's somewhere between a scallop and calamari. Yeah. And it's, it's firmer than a scallop though. It is. And you get this really wonderful tartness and, and freshness from that, that yeah. salsa criolla that's on top. Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. This might be some of the best octopus I've ever had. You've had a lot more than I've had, so. I grew up eating it. Yeah. So you would get this again. Oh, in a heartbeat. This is this is fantastic. And yeah, you really, you get everything in one bite. 
and it looks like they might have garnished it with a, a, a chili oil. Mm -hmm. That I would almost expect this corn puree to be, or expect this preparation maybe to be uh, not grits but polenta. Yeah. This is creamier than polenta. Okay. It's not a stone ground texture. No, not at all. So the two hot dishes came out in these in these earthenware like uh, terracotta uh, bowls with flat Beautiful. bottoms. Beautiful. Uh, presentation's great. Their their small plates game is absolutely off the charts here with the two that we've had three three that we've had so far. So far, so good. Yeah. We will report back when the paella arrives, guys. Yeah. Okay, Runcation Nation, we're back. Our main event has arrived at the table. I am so excited about this. I don't even know what to say. Amy, you want to read the description? The or paella you... mixta, which is calamari, clams, shrimp, chicken, chorizo, sofrito, and saffron. This thing came out to the table. It's probably a 12-inch a paella pan. It's no, 16-inch paella pan. This thing's enormous. I don't. I know for a fact we're going to have uh, food to take home. You know for a fact, huh? This thing comes out. It is loaded with seafood. It has you know shrimp and little neck clams all over it. I can see the sliced calamari throughout it. And the most important thing is I can see the crispy edges of the paella, and that is a sign of a properly done paella because. You've got to have those crispy edges. You've got to have the the a little bit of crunch throughout your your dish. This is just beautiful the way that they've done it. Mm -hmm. I am super excited. This thing's screaming hot coming to the table, by the way. Mm. And yeah, nice small grain rice that they've used. You can smell the saffron. Smell, get down in this. The, the saffron, the seafood. I, the seafood smell is very, oh. but it's like the ocean. So, this is another childhood favorite of mine. Would your mom make this? No, we would get this when we would go out. And you know, paella is just this this wonderful, hearty, warming, comforting dish. You know, with rich rice, delicious proteins. It's garnished with fresh peas. You got peas just, you know, sprinkled on top for a little pop of freshness and sweetness. I'm going to get a shrimp here. Mm. I think the shrimp are spot on. Super fresh. Mm -hmm. The chicken is, I got chicken thigh, nice and tender. The little neck clams are, are adorable. They actually bring those, or put those in with us. What yeah. I love about a, a good paella is the shorter grain rice. And he, he even told us, Jorge told us, that they they have their rice shipped here from Spain. Phenomenal. I'm sorry, I'm busy stuffing my fish. The, the seafood, you know, having so much shellfish in here, you run the risk of, of having rubber bands where that look like pieces of calamari and, and the and erasers for for shrimp but 
they cooked it no. just right, added it in just at the right time. Mm -hmm. It's all very tender, but texturally, you know, you know you're having chicken, you know, the, the calamari rings are super tender. And the shrimp are just a little bit firm. Cooked so well. And the rice is creamy. This is a dish you can find at many restaurants in Tampa that has a, a Spanish influence. I believe we may have talked about a paella from the Colombia on the yeah, show yeah. a while back. We and, might have. And this is this one is right up there with it. The the chorizo. Oh, fantastic. Doing well. Perfect. Thank Everything so going good so far? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Delicious. Fantastic. Thank you. Good? Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Nice of Adam to pop by and visit. What I'm really liking about this is the richness of the rice. If you were just having the rice, you're getting those flavors of the chorizo, the seafood, the chicken, the it's salty, smoky, umami. Mm -hmm. This is very much comfort food. Spanish yeah. comfort food. And it's just, the presentation is beautiful. I, like like you said, I love the, the green pop of the peas that it's topped with. And it's, and the, the creaminess that's in the rice from that broth. Mm -hmm. So good. Just so good. Just, I would get it again. Well, that, to me is about the highest praise I'll hear from Amy. So I'm, I'm gonna have some more now. I'm excited and we're gonna have leftovers. So uh, Boya has done an amazing job here in Soho, the Soho area of Tampa. And I can't wait to see what's next. I love paella. I love tapas. Oh yeah. <laughs> because you can sample so much more of the menu. I know. It's there, there is just nothing wrong with that meal. It, it, I cannot encourage you guys enough. And and I said this, you know, that night that paella holds its own with some of the best homemade that I've ever had, and magic. some of the best that I've had at other restaurant establishments in so Tampa. Magical. So mm. you've got to check that out. Uh, what an amazing meal! But there's more. Not only are their culinary chops uh, just outstanding. Super strong. How many adjectives can I come up with to describe the, the tasty tapas? Tasty tapas in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> and the paella. Yes. But their cocktail game is on point. It really is. And here is our live take of our beverage offerings at Booyah Gastro Bar in Tampa. All right, Runcation Nation, it's time for cocktails. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Is it? It's past 9 o'clock here in oh, yeah. Tampa, you know, for the 2022 Gasparilla Half Marathon Weekend or the Gasparilla Distance Classic. Yes. And... We are here at Buya in the Soho neighborhood of Tampa, and we're kicking it off with a couple of house specialty cocktails. You want me to talk about mine first? 
Well, you have the Spanish old-fashioned. Yes, I do. You have the, the Spanish old-fashioned, which is Old Forester bourbon. Which is a, actually, for a bourbon that's not considered a top shelf... I can't believe it's not. Certain ones of theirs are, but the typical okay. Old Forester, not so much. But it's a fantastic, flavorful bourbon, great for mixed drinks. So, Old Forester bourbon, chocolate bitters... Lustau, Capataz Andres Solera, and simple syrup that, with an orange peel. That the one that she just pronounced or mispronounced, mispronounced. I don't know. That is a cherry wine. Yeah. So. And this is a old fashioned for people that like their drinks a little more on the savory side, a little more on the bitter side and they want to lean into the flavor of the bitters that are being used as well as the bourbon. The Old Forester bourbon has a very strong flavor profile. I think it has a, a higher rye content in the in the mash bill. The chocolate bitters I think is one of my favorites for making a cocktail. When yeah. I do Old Fashions at home I often use chocolate bitters. I like that bitter, uh, well, bi bitter for bitters, duh. Well, look, it plays with the orange well. It does. That chocolate, dark chocolate flavor, which is something I love anyhow, paired with the orange is so perfect. <clears throat> and then you get just an amazing smokiness and vanilla note from the Old Forester. And that hint of cherry in this drink is more like an aroma of cherry it's the, not muddled cherries at the bottom of the drink. Not at all. No. The only garnish to this is the orange peel. Right. This is a this is an old fashioned for people who like the taste of their liquor. Yeah. And want the other elements to bring out that flavor. Yes. And all its subtlety. I have a lavender margarita, which was recommended to us by our server. Luna Zul Blanco Tequila, lime juice, triple sec, and from what he said, a house-made lavender syrup. And it was garnished with a piece of dried lavender. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can. I can, can smell, you smell it. it. Yeah. Oh, now I can't. I had it too far away from my nose. <laughs> but yeah, I I like. It's like got the color of a lemonade. Yes, like yeah. a like a fresh lemonade, not one of those that has a bunch of uh, yellow dye in it. No. And then this is just the, the citrus, the lime juice, and the triple sec. They come out to play. Like, the lavender just punches up those flavors. And the, the tequila, it's not a boozy taste. So if you're looking to taste the tequila, it's... It'll sneak up on you, I think. So The little sip you gave me, I, it was not a boozy flavor at all. It was basically no. a lavender lemonade. Yeah, it tastes very much like a grown-up lemonade. I really like it. And it's, it's simple and well-done ingredients that are just carefully put together. I am so happy that we took advantage of rideshare. Oh, hundred percent. You know, that's an area where you can grab a Uber or Lyft or a taxi head down and maybe start your evening somewhere else. 
work your way there, have an amazing meal, then retire upstairs. Luna Lounge. To the Luna Lounge. Oh. And see that beautiful view of the Tampa skyline, have a cocktail, hang out with a bunch of really cool people that are just, you know, enjoying a night out. It was such a great vibe. Yeah. Really, really popular. Great vibe though. I I have nothing bad to say. I, I am thrilled that Buya is now part of the Tampa culinary scene and mm-hmm. this is a chain. There are other opportunities to try out Buya, maybe not necessarily in Tampa. Yes, around the country. And we will link to their website in the show notes and you can go to locations and there's a drop down. So in the Carolinas, in I believe in Georgia, they have a location. So check it out if you get a chance and you travel to a city where they are next week we were convinced persuaded by babs (laughs) you know the (laughs) our friend who's (laughs) part of the d squad at the donna yes to come back up to jacksonville and do the gate river run 15k yeah. It was a last minute thing. Woo-hoo. We just did it and we day tripped. Basically, day tripped up, ran it the next day, came back home the following day. Woo. And we cannot wait to talk about it with you guys now that we've recovered cuz <laughs> you needed to give me a moment <laughs> from that. I I needed more than a moment, okay. To overcome to get past to recover from the green monster of a bridge. The emotional damage that that bridge did to you. Wow. Rough. <laughs> Rough. So we're going to be talking about that as well as some amazing plant-based food and unique beverages to share with you that we found. Yes. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next It was week. that bad. Yeah, it wasn't. She said, but, I'm going to have to get the bleeper out. Well, but the food and beverage incredible and i would do the race again wow so stay there's tuned a, yeah there's a preview for next week's episode stay tuned everybody for stay tuned for the breakdown guys do us a favor if you would head over to itunes and apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review if you do that it really helps us because their algorithm wants recent rating and reviews we'd appreciate it if you would go over and do that we want to grow the runcation nation and that helps us get noticed when people are searching for podcasts about Running, eating, and drinking. And you help improve our show. 100%. Thank you so much for listening on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast. 
accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.